This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, the senior pastor of Metamorphosis Christian Center, Pastor Fumi Ashaolu. Remain blessed as you listen. Pastor Shun, thank you, church. Um, and it's, 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 it's okay. Um, Yes, Sam had a moment, he's still having a moment, and it's, it's very okay. But you know, I was asking him, because of course he got emotional and um, started crying, and I was saying to him, would you rather we don't show his pictures, or maybe next time we'll just ask you to excuse, excuse us, because we know what's coming up next. And he said, no, it's okay that they show his picture. He said, I'm proud of what he did. Amen. Proud of what he stood for while he was here. So it's okay to show his picture. It just shows that we are human. Amen. You know, we are human. And so um, you always remember and then you are pained. You are pained. But in all of this, I can clearly say to you people that God is faithful. Of course, nobody can replace his dad. Nobody can replace my husband. But God has been faithful. He has been faithful. God is a faithful God. You know, when worship was going on, I was worshiping. I'm full of gratitude to the Lord. This is six years. I was trying to remember, you know, I read during the week, somebody, or maybe two weeks ago, somebody was saying in the scriptures, I can't remember if it was Solomon or David, and the person was saying, or maybe it's not even any of the two of them, the person was saying, the way you've shown me kindness, God, is this the way you, you are with everybody? Amen? And so I can say that also, that the way God has shown me kindness, there are times I look at it, I'm like, ha, how many people have lost their husbands? Is this how God is good to everybody like that? Because I can say that I've enjoyed the mercy of God, the grace of God. So we are grateful to God. We celebrate the father of this house. We celebrate Pastor Richard Olu Sheyi Asha Olu um, of blessed memory. He's no more with us now because of um, saying this because of those that are new among us. He's no more with us, but we appreciate what he lived for. We celebrate him and we, we thank God for uh, the kind of life he lived. Amen. So, fathers, happy Father's Day to you once again. At the end of time, when it's all said and done, we pray that all of us will still be here when Jesus will appear in the clouds. Amen. But the truth is some of us would have gone. Some of us will be here. Amen. But when we are gone, may what we have lived for, may, may it continue to resonate after we are long gone in Jesus' name. May people look at your life and say, wow, we thank God for the life that she lived. We thank God for the life that he lived. Amen. Amen. Sister Janada, you are right. You are okay, right? Yeah, very okay. All right. Okay, so I want us to take a look at, um, we'll continue with the scriptures that, um, no. Uh, we continue with a topic, rather, that we started a while back. That is God's power in me and for me. We are still continuing this. I just want to, I want us to read Psalm 71. Let's be upstanding, and if we can have it on the screen, I will appreciate it. Psalm 71, verses 9, we'll read 15, 17, and 18, and then we'll sit, and I will start I will continue this conversation. In this scripture, we see David talking to the Lord, and he was talking about himself. You know, in the book of Psalms, you find David saying plenty of things. At times, you don't know who he's talking to. You know, there were times he talked to enemies. There were times he talked to himself. He said, why are you cast down, oh my soul? There were times he talked to the enemies that don't think that God has forgotten me, oh God will come. And there were times he talked to God. In this scripture, he was talking to God. So let's read verse 9, verse 15, and um, 17 and 18. All right, let's go. It says, do not cast me off in the time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength fails. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and your salvation all the day, for I do not know their limits. O oh God, you have taught me from my youth, and to this day I declare your wondrous works. Verse 18. 
Now also, when I am old and gray-headed, O God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to everyone who is to come. I bet you already, you should know where my emphasis is in all of these four verses. My emphasis is in verse 18 because we've been talking about the power of God. In this scripture, verse 18, can we go again? It says, Now also, when I am old and gray-headed, O God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation and your power to everyone who is to come. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to look at your word again this morning. Father, we ask that you will shine light upon our path, shine light upon our hearts. Speak and let our spirits hear you in the name of Jesus. Bring illumination to us this morning. Help us, O oh God, to uncover wisdom. Let us uncover truth this morning as we look at your word. Let our hearts receive your truth and help us to run with it again. That our life, O oh God, will show forth your strength and your power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for we prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. Please have your seats. Um, okay, so um, David started out in this scripture and he was talking to the Lord. He was recounting. He said, do not cast me off in my time of old age. When I know I'm going to become old at some point, Lord. He said, I don't want you to cast me away. He said, I don't want you to forsake me when my strength begins to fail, when I become old. Because I have an agenda. I have a, I have a thought in my heart. I have expectations. I have things that my, my mind is ruminating upon or I'm thinking about. As I grow old, as I grow old like this, there are still things I want to do with you. There are still things I want to see. And verse 15, he went on, he said, see, my mouth will tell of your righteousness. I I want to tell of your righteousness. I want to share testimonies. Amen. I want to talk to people about you, about the fact that you are a righteous God. Just as I was saying a few minutes ago that I can look into my own life and I can say that God is good. If you are here and you have not experienced so much of the goodness of God, I want you to know that God is good. You might not have experienced it, or maybe you experienced it some time ago. You've not been seeing so much of it. I am saying it to you this morning so that you will be reminded that God is a good God. His strength, his power does not reduce. It hasn't reduced. It will never reduce. His strength is still within him. He says, uh, he says I want, my mouth shall tell of your righteousness and your salvation all the day. For I do not know their limits. Your salvation, your power, your strength, they don't have boundary. They don't get to a place where we say it has finished. Oh, the strength of God has now started reducing. He said, no, they don't, I don't know their limits because the truth is the limits of the power of God. Those limits don't exist. The power of God does not have limits. Verse 17 said, Oh God, you have taught me since I was a youth. And to this day, I declare your wondrous works. You know, what the Lord has taught him, I'm sure those are the things he's declaring. You can see in verse 17. He said, you have taught me. How did the Lord teach him? The Lord taught him through his interaction with the Lord. What was happening in his own life. As he looked at his life, he can see the teachings of God. He can see how God has been taking him. And if you look into your own life also, you can say like David is saying here. He said, you have taught me from my youth. Yorobas will say it is the person that does not know how to think, that will not know how to thank. You won't be able to thank God or thank somebody if you cannot think. But if you can sit down and think and look... That was why the scripture, that's why the scripture will say to us at times, say, look at the hands. You have to learn from several things. If you learn from your own life, you, you should chronicle your life. You should write your life, you know, in your mind. And at times, take a book and write down, what are the things that have been happening in my life? How is my journey? How has it been going? Because the truth is, all of us, you are telling a story. Say, I am telling a story. Every single person here, you are telling a story. Our lives are stories. This book here, filled with what? Stories. All of us are telling a story. You are living a story. You are, you are living something out. If you look into your life like David, you'll be able to say like him. He says, see, you have taught me from my youth. I have learned when this happened to me when I was small. When that one happened to me when I got to this age. Those are the things that the Lord is teaching. He's teaching all of us a lot of things. He said, to this day, I declare your wondrous works. The, the things I'm learning, I'm declaring them. Verse, um, this is verse 17. Verse 18, he said, now also, when I am old and gray-headed, 
Oh God, do not forsake me. My agenda is that I will declare your strength to this particular generation that is living right now. How will he declare um, what's he called? He said, I will declare your strength. How will he declare it? By telling them about God. What God has done in his life. What God is probably doing in other people's life that he can see. And he can say, oh, what God is doing in this is the patient's life. This is what it means. He said, I will tell of your strength to people that are here. From the interaction that I have with you, the things I see in my own life, I will tell. And he said, even to people that are coming afterwards, he said, your power to everyone who is to come. This is where we we were going to, um, you know, end today. This verse 71, that is where we'll come to. That is where um, we will end this um, discussion for today, or this conversation. This is where we're going to end it. But I I want to just do a recap of what we did the previous week, and then we'll move forward just a bit today. I'm not in a hurry. Um, Let's see. Let's see Isaiah 46, 3 and 4. This is a scripture that I, I, I know I, I opened up to us maybe like two weeks ago, but I want to take a look at it again. Isaiah 43, 3 and 4 says, it says, For I am the Lord your God, the only one of Israel, your Savior. He said, I gave Egypt um, 46, not 43. Isaiah 46. 46. Three, three and four. It says, listen to me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnants of the house of Israel, who have been upheld by me from birth. We can see David saying the same thing. He said, from my youth, from when I was small, you were, you were with me. The Lord was saying, he said, you people that have been upheld, have been the one holding, up, holding you up from birth. You who have been carried from the womb. And the Lord promised them. He said, even to your old age, I'm going to be with you. Even to your gray hairs, I will carry you. I think somebody needs to hear this. God is not about abandoning you or leaving you. Amen. Things might get tough. Things might, you might get confused along the way. It might look like nothing is happening right now. But God said, see, since you were small, I've been carrying you. When you become old, I will be with you. When you have gray hair, God has plans for you not to, not to um, you know, die young. Not to be cut off at an early age. This is the plan of God. God can see you when you will be all gray with hair. Can you see yourself? Can you see yourself when you'll be all gray with hair? Amen. We would have done the wedding of um, Adasa by then. And Dunsi. And for Labomi. Amen. And maybe we'll be, we'll be doing the wedding of their children if Jesus does not come yet. Amen. Sister Emanuela would have given birth. We would have gone to do the graduation of our children. Amen. Aha. Uh-huh. Those days you will see old air. Some, people will, some men, most of the men will dye their air. Right? The women don't dye so much. Right? They don't dye their air. But men like to dye their air. So it's okay. We are getting ready for all of those seasons. So the Lord says to, to, um, to Isaiah here, he said, verse 4, he says, even to your old age, I am E. And even to gray hairs, I will carry you. I have made you and I will bear you. Even I will carry even I will carry and will deliver you. God has plans of deliverance, the plans of salvation for your life. God's plan is that you will see his power. Just like David said in that scripture that we read earlier on. He said, I have an agenda to declare your power. I want to see this power so that I can tell people about it. So part of what we looked at the first week was Psalm 62 verse 11. Psalm 62 verse 11 says, all power belongs to God. So the first thing that we establish is the fact that God is the one that has what? All power. And I'm taking my time to remind you of these things again. God has all power according to Psalm 62 verse 11. The scripture says in the NLT translation, it says God spoke plainly. I heard it many times. The KJV says God spoke once. I heard it two times. But the NLT says God spoke plainly, very plain. And I heard it several times. This is what I heard. That power belongs to God. All power belongs to God. Political power, financial power, creative power. All power belongs to God. That is the first thing we established, and I'm bringing it to your mind again today. This morning before I came, I, I, tr- I tried to cook, um, what's it called, I co- a boiled corn this morning before coming. And as I was removing, in fact, I had to Google to know what they call that thing. Because somebody was telling me during the week that um, they said the, 
They said the, the, the silk of corn is very medicinal. And the person was saying the silk, the silk. I said, what is the silk? It's not, it, it, the person tried to explain, and I finally understood that it's those, that thing at the, the end of it that it looks like air, uh, uh, yes. That is what is called the silk, silk of the corn. So the person was saying to me that they said this thing is very, very medicinal. It's very healthy. That one can just, you know, and I found myself collecting or getting some boiling and just drinking because it, they said it's medicinal, it's good. <laughs> so I was like, really? So this morning I was trying to cook corn and as I removed it from the husk, as I removed it from the husk, I was just marveling at the creative power of God. That God. See how you kept this thing, wrapped this cup inside this husk. As in when you think of God, God is too much. God has power. He has creative power. The way he wrapped that cup in that um, husk and then put the silk on top of it. When you see it, is it not beautiful? It's beautiful. You just see the majesty of God in it. And as I was unwrapping the thing, I felt the Lord saying to me, I have creative power. Creative power resides in me. If there is someone that needs the creative strength of God, the power of God, intelligence to create things, to innovate things, he said, I have it. It's in me. The power of God is not limited. We said all power, all Financial power is in God. Creative power, political power, all power belongs to God. So we established that the first week. We established the fact that, see, power does not belong to the reigning party. Amen? Power does not belong to the government. It belongs to God. They share in God's power. God has given power to the reigning party. He's given power to the government of our day. He's given power to your boss in your office. He's given power to your dad if you are a single girl or a man. You know, still under parental, you know, you, you are still at home with your parents. If you are a child, you know, your parents have power over you. God delegated. He, 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 has, he shares part of his power with man, right? We learned that. But we said, see, the, the power does not reside in sickness. Sickness does not have power over me. My lack of poverty does not have power over me. Say lack of or poverty does not have power over me. See, all power belongs to God. I might have lack, I might be poor, and that limits me in some way. But the truth is, the all power does not belong to lack and poverty. All power belongs to God. It is with God. I need to know that all of what I'm looking for, it is with God. God has released some to some people, but then all power belongs to God. God is the origin of all power. Amen. The number, number two thing that we learned, we saw last week, and that is the fact that you have received this power. You have received the power. We, we, we looked at this uh, as we looked at Acts 1, I think verse 8 last week. And I want to just take um, some time with that scripture again. Acts 1. Can I have it in the NLT first? Acts 1 from let's do from 6. Acts 1 from verse 6. Uh, okay, NLT says, so when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Verse 7, he replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. This is what you should know. He said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He said, you will receive what? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. I want us to look at, let's read up to 11, and then I'm going to jump to verse uh, chapter 2. It says, after saying these things, he was taken up into the cloud while they were still watching, and they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, I, I hope you can see that picture, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here, staring into heaven. Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. 
They felt, it says, then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, a distance um, of half a mile. Now, let, let's flip to chapter 2. Chapter 2 said, as they were, let's look at chapter 2, verse 1. So, they were asking Jesus about how to take government or how to be in power and all of that. And the Lord said, it's not for you to know, but you will receive power. When power, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Power is going to come upon you. Verse 1 says, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Yes. Verse 2. It says, suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other, tongue, other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. Verse 4, well, at this same scripture, I would want us to look at it in the message translation. But let's stay with that verse 4, please. This is NLT. It says, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. This, the Lord Jesus said to them that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. This scripture here tells us that the Holy Spirit came upon them. And one of the evidences of the Holy Spirit coming upon them that we see here is that what? They started speaking in tongues. So we can conveniently say that when the Holy Spirit came upon them, what came upon them? The power of God came already. Did they get the power or not? Do you have the power or not? If you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, power has come upon you already. You have power. Let's look at the message translation. Let's start from um, verse 6 of, of chapter 1. Please, let's start from verse 6 of chapter 1. Message translation now. I, I pray that we'll, able to draw, we'll just be able to draw some, draw some parallels from here. It said, when they were together for the last time, they asked... Master, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel now? Is this the time? This was the last time before Jesus would be taken away from them. I bet you agree with me that this was important to them. They felt they needed something. This was their last chance, more or less, of laying hold of it. And Jesus told them, he said, you don't get to know the time. Timing is the Father's business. Verse 8. He says, what you will get, say what I will get, is the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be able to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all over Judea and Samaria, even to the ends of the earth. They were asking for a kind of power. They wanted something that would make them be in control and be in charge. And the Lord Jesus did not disappoint, even though he didn't come the way they expected. He told them, he said, see, this is what you will get. This is what has been planned for you to get. Make sure you get it. Because once you lay hold of it, you have what you are looking for. That's what I want you to get to. Once you lay hold of this thing that I'm telling you that you will get, once you have it, you already have that power that you are looking for. He said, what you will get is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be, you will be able to be my witnesses in Jerusalem. You will witness to my power. You will tell people that I'm alive. They will see it in your life. And for some people that don't see, or maybe they see, they don't understand what they are saying. You will open your mouth and you will say it to them. So, last them two weeks ago last week we looked at no first week we looked at the fact that power belongs to god all power belongs to god all power resides in god and um, he shares this power with man amen so last week we looked at the fact that you have the holy spirit and therefore you have power and then we went on to look at ephesians 1 19 to 23 can we look at that please the message translation of it ephesians 1 19 to 23 and the third thing the first thing we established is the fact that all power belongs to god the second thing is that you have the power because you have the holy spirit amen i hope you are following this conversation all power belongs to God. Creative, political, financial, all kinds of power. It might even be, you know, um, um, the ability to carry on relationships successfully with people. It's a level of power. Some people call it charm, right? They say this person has charm. She has a way with, you know, with people. People just like her. And at times, what she wants, she gets it. And I'm not talking about sleeping, you know, going to bed with someone. Some people, you just like them. There is a level of power that they command. 
Some people just want to have them in their company. I just like you. I want you to be on the board of my, you, you know, because you have brains. You are intelligent. You, you, are, you have a good nature. You are able to carry conversations, you know, carry it on well. We want you on our board. So it's a level of charm. It's a level of power. And God, all of this power resides in God. We established from the first, that's two weeks ago, that God shares this power. The power is his, but he shares it with man. Amen. And we got to share it, you know, through the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When the Holy Spirit was given to us, power came into us. So number two thing we established is the fact that you have this power now. Number three that we started to establish last week is that you need to understand this power that you carry. That is where we are. And I'm trusting God that we can progress maybe just a bit today because I don't have a, you know, well, we'll progress just a bit today. Understand what you carry. At times you are, you are, you are in a vehicle and a policeman is checking the vehicle. And jokingly, we say things like, what do you carry, right? What do you carry? What are you carrying? And some people have landed in jail because of what they carried that they did not know what they carry. They did, some of them did not really know the potency, the power of what they carried. Some people have landed in jail. They thought they were going to London. They were going to France. They were going to, they left home. Family escorted them to the airports. There may be money from contributions from everywhere, pepper money, uh, all money. They joined it together that this person is going to the abroad. Only for the person not to leave the terminals of Nigeria, not to leave M- M- Muritala Mohammed International Airport. Why? She carried something that she did not know. It's a dangerous thing to carry what you don't know. So we have power also. We have the power of God, but we, we need to, the number three thing we started to establish last week is that we begin to understand the power that we carry. You know, because if you are carrying cocaine, for instance, and they check and check and they find it, you say, ah, it's somebody that said, I should help her give her cousin when I get there. But they now checked it and found out that, ah, you are carrying contraband. The person ends up in jail. Because of what he or she was carrying. There was a time, I think, I can't even remember if it was Sam or if it was, I um, can't remember, that was pregnant with, it must have been, if it was the first time I was traveling out of Nigeria. And I got to the airport. I was working with my elder brother. I was working at a, a travel agency. He had a travel agency. So it was easy to get, um, you know, to get a, a visa and then tickets because I was working at Virgin, at, um, not Virgin Nigeria yet, so at a travel agency owned my, by, by my brother. And I think my, my, what's it called? My ticket was written eight days. Just spent eight days in London and come back. See, this, uh, I left here. I didn't have any problem. But when I got to London, um, um, I think it was Itro, Itro Airport, they checked and checked and checked, checked my life, checked all of my suitcases, checked everything. Somebody gave me, um, um, what do you call this thing now? Um, air co- no, no, no. What do you call relaxer? Air relaxer. Maybe to give my sister, I'll give somebody. They opened it, new air relaxer. All the packets of air, air, and air relaxer that I took with me, they opened it. Open, they were new, opened everything, took out samples from them to go and test. Why? They were trying to establish if I was carrying some, something. You know, maybe because I had a green passport. The Lord is changing our story in Nigeria in Jesus' name. But man, I had a bad experience that first trip. I told myself, my husband was on the call. I said, see, I'm ready to come back to Nigeria. And I'd pull on, no, I'd, gone, oh, I'd gotten there. I said, I, I don't even think I want to come here again. What do they even have in their country? Said, Why do they have to take me through all of this? It was, it was not a good experience. I ate, said it, and you know, if you know um, Britons, when they are doing something bad for you, eh, they will still be smiling. They have the, 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 the best smile. As in the woman was even saying it to me, I can't, I, I can't, I don't have the phonetics. She was saying to me that if she has her way, she will make sure I go back to Nigeria that day. And she was saying it with a sweet smile. That if you look at her face, you'll be telling her thank you. As if she was saying something good. As in, they stressed me, oh. somebody gave me slippers, you know, to give maybe my sister or something. You know, those slippers that have big soles like this, they sliced it because they were looking for what I was carrying. 
because they knew that people used to carry what some people will know what they are carrying I'm carrying contraband and they will still be doing bold face but some people will not even know so they kept asking me all the things here did you pack them yourself I said yes did anybody give you anything I said yes well I checked as in nothing but because I said yes people gave me things they checked because they know it's possible you are carrying what somebody has given you with the innocence of your heart you didn't know they packed something inside it do you understand at some point I was afraid I was like it cannot be sure they won't find anything you know they passed everything they delayed me but eventually they released me they released me they took my passport my passport was with them the eight days I spent I had to go back there when I was checking out, you know, as in leaving, to collect my passport and then leave. As in it was a bad experience, so I probably would not have gone again. But then they have what you need, so you will go again. <laughs> so if we take care of our own place too, that's how people will come, even when they have bad experience. So I've gone, I'm longing to go again, self. Amen. I've gone several times after that time. But what I'm trying to get us to see is, it's important that you know what you carry. Know what you carry. You have... You have power that is inside you. Like I said earlier, some people have ended up in jail because of what they carry that they did not know. Some of us are in jail right now. We are in a level of jail, a form of jail, a kind of jail, because you don't know what you carry. You don't know the power that is resident on the inside of you. We stopped last week at this point that Ephesians 1.19, he said it is the same power that raised Jesus Christ up from the dead. That is what I have inside me. The same power that God is using, or has used rather, to make on. And he's, he's, he's put that, you know, the, the, the majesty of how he has wrapped that. You look at flowers all around. You see how beautiful they are. You look at birds. You see how beautiful. God said it is the same power. You also have creative ability. You have access to it. Amen. You have access to creative ability. You have access to start something, to bring about something. It can be a business. It can be a, you know, um, you know you can, it can be a new job that you take a hold of and say, I want to start doing this. You have power inside you. We stop that. This, let's look a bit at Ephesians 1 from 19. It says, oh, please, can we start from verse 15? I'm praying this morning that the Lord will help. He will do jailbreak for some of us this morning. And I just say for everybody that there will be prison break in the name of Jesus. That the prisons that we have locked ourselves into because we don't know the power we carry. God will cause light to come. If a small light begins to enter into that jail, into that door, and then into that room rather. And it's opening and opening. I'm praying that God should just break that door down so that we can go out. So that understanding can come. We can come out of the jail the prison that we have put ourselves in because we don't understand the power of God that is on the inside of us. It says that's, that's why when I heard of the solid trust that you have in the master Jesus and your outpouring of love to all the Christians. Please, let's, let, we have to run. It says I couldn't stop thanking God for you every time I prayed. I think of you and give thanks. But I do more than thanking God. I ask that God of our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent. This is my prayer and this should be your own prayer also. This is a prayer that we, they, we were taught to pray right from university days. To pray it and pray it and pray it. And we still pray it now. It says, I do more than thanking God for you. I pray, I ask that the God of our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory himself, the God that said this, this year is going, to, is going to ensure that you come to experience his glory. Amen. And he said to us in that 2 Corinthians 4, 17, he said the problems that you go through, the challenges that you go through, is going to work out a, you know, exceeding glory for you, exceeding weight of glory, because he's the God of glory. He's the one that works out the glory. So he's saying, he said, the God of glory, I'm praying that he will make you intelligent. Say, Lord, make me intelligent. Make me discerning to know you. He said, I'm praying that he will make you intelligent and discerning to know him personally. Because when you know him, something will happen. He says, your eyes should be focused and clear. That you can see exactly what it is he's calling you to do. That I will see what you are asking me to do, God. Help me to know it. To grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life, he asked for Christians. Verse 19, which is our focus. He says, oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. And, you know, this is 
what you will see power if you were looking at NLC or looking at the NKJV, this verse 19. It says the exceeding greatness, that you will know the exceeding greatness of the power of God that is at work in you if you are a believer. It says it is endless energy, boundless strength. It doesn't have boundary. Amen. It doesn't have boundary. Let's go on. Verse 20. He said, all this energy, and you can say power, issues from who? From Christ Jesus. He said, God raised him from the death, from death, and set him on a throne in deep heaven. Verse 21, he says, he's in charge of running the universe. You know, I read this place maybe like three weeks ago, and I, I can re- remember that worried guy that sang. He said, now God, they run them for us. When I read, I said, oh, it might be here that this guy got it from. Who is running things? He's God. He's the one that is running it for you. Amen. He's running it for us. He said he's in charge of running the universe. Everything from galaxies to governments, in between your your challenge or your problem or whatever you think you want God to do for you, will be inside this thing that I'm saying now. He said Jesus is the one that is running the universe. Just follow me. You can say, eh, they said it's Jesus. How that one say concern me? How does it now benefit me? How does it now come to me? You will soon see it. Just wait. He said he's in charge of running the whole universe. Everything from galaxies to governments. No name. No power. Exempt from his rule. Everything comes under the jurisdiction of Jesus. He said not just for the time being. Not just for now. Even forever. Verse 22. He said he's in charge of it all. He has the final word on everything not your sickness not your lack not poverty not your boss in the office even if you've done something wrong your boss does not have the final say sickness and you know sickness and diseases on your body they don't have the final say amen god has the final say he said he has a final word on everything at the center of it all christ rules the church 23 he says the church you see is not peripheral to the world the world is peripheral to the church what that means is the church is at the center Mm -hmm. the world is the one around us we are the real thing because jesus is the real thing he's the one at the center and you are with jesus so you are with the church he said the church is christ's body in which he speaks and he acts by which he fills everything with his presence the nkjv of this verse i think it's verse 22 he said he has given him given him all this power for the church as in it is for our own benefit. I think the NLT says, verse 22, I think that's what the NLT, the KJV says, and he puts all things under his feet and gave him to be heard over all things to the church. Can we see the NLT? Yes. He said, God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him to be the head over everything. For who? For who? The benefit of the church. Are you part of the church? This is where it concerns you. It is for your benefit. I once said it that, you know, and it's something I picked up from somewhere too that I learned. That a tree does not bear fruit for itself. It doesn't eat its own fruit, does it? God, Jesus Christ has all the power. He's been put above every other thing. Not but for him. It's not for himself. It is for who? For us. God, is, he doesn't need the power. He's not going to use the power. He wants to use it for you on your behalf. We are the custodians of this power, and we also get to be the beneficiaries. Amen. Amen. You get to benefit from this power of God. You benefit from it. God uses it for your own life. And you are also a custodian of the same power, meaning you carry the power. You also can release it. You can give it out to some other people. You can allow other people benefit from it. So you are both a custodian and a beneficiary of this power. Not, God is not telling you to choose one. He's saying both. Amen. So we stopped at that point, I think last week, we stopped at the fact that this power, the same power that raised Jesus Christ up from the dead is what is on the inside of us. And then I went on to say last week, and I just want us to, to look at the life of David this, this um, today, from that Psalm 70, 71. Part of the things that, you know, I, I went a step further last week to tell us that one of the things, or one of the things that we established rather is the fact that you, you, there must be a desire inside you amen to see this power of god 
The scripture says to us, 2 Timothy 1, 17, 2 Timothy 3, 5, it says there are some people, I think 3, 5 says there are some people that have a form of godliness, but they deny the power. The scripture says run from them. The power is already on the inside of you, but you must have a desire to see it. Philippians 3.10, Apostle Paul said to us, he said, I, I want to see the power of God. He said, I want to know the power of God. I want to know the fellowship of his suffering. I want to see the power of his resurrection. I want to experience it. You must have a desire. And that is what we see in the life of, um, what's it called, of David this morning when we looked at that Psalm 71. He had a desire to testify of the goodness of God, to testify of the power of God. For you to experience this power of God, part of what I said last week is that you must have a desire to see it. There must be desire inside you. You must want to see it. Can we see Romans 1.16? You must want to see it. David said, and when he said, I want to tell testimonies to this generation, to the generation that is coming, you can safely say that David was not looking at seeing small, small power of God. Maybe see power today, not see tomorrow. It's as if he set his mind to say, I will constantly see your power. And as I see it, I'm going to just tell people about it. Apostle Paul says, he said, I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God that is at work. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. The Lord Jesus said to us, he said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you are going to be a witness. David was saying in that Psalm 71 that we looked at earlier on, he said, I want to be a witness. I want to witness. And that's what Jesus called you and I to do. Be a witness. It is time to continue this work of being a witness. And by witness, I don't even mean that you carry it. It's part of it, but it's not limited to it. Take your Bible and say, come give your life to Christ. I want you to get born again when we go out on evangelism. Saturday, this Saturday, we'll be going to Kushingoro again to go out and evangelize. It is part of it. But what we see David do, imply, in, David, in Psalm 71... From that verse 9 is exactly what Jesus said to them. He said, you will be my witness. What does a witness do? A witness tells a story. He tells a story of something that happened that he or she witnessed. You saw it when it happened. When this person left his money in the bag and then stepped out to go to the convenience. And then that sister got up from the back and came here and took it. So I was there, I saw it. That is what a, a witness does. A witness will tell you what I have seen that happened. And the Lord is challenging us. The Lord Jesus said to them, he said, you are going to be my witness. You are going to tell people that you've seen my power. You are going to tell people that you know that I'm alive and well. And it is by some of the things that you see in your own life. We need to start paying attention to our own life story again. You need to pay attention to the story of your life that is evolving. This story is, is, being, is, is, being, um, you know, is unfolding before us. You are, you are a story. All of us are embodiments of stories. David said in that scripture that we looked earlier on, he said, I want to tell of your power. I want to tell of your righteousness. Even to my old age, this is what I want to do. This is what I plan to do. Do you have such plans? Do you have plans to talk about God, to see the power of God? Do you have plans to testify about the power of God? This is one of the things, if you must experience the power of God, you need to make up your mind. Those are the two things we said last week. We said, number one, have a desire. Number two, watch your weaknesses. Watch your um, instances when you are dis dis um, what you disadvantaged. Watch instances when you think you have challenges. Apostle Paul later on said to us, I think in 2 Corinthians 12, he said, I will glory in my weaknesses. I will glory in my challenges. I will be happy when it happens to me. Let's look at that 2 Corinthians 12. I will glory, I will pay attention to my life. Are you paying attention? From verse, um, from verse 8. He said, concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. You can tell that he has a challenge. He said, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength, for my strength is made perfect when you are weak. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of God or power of Christ may rest upon me. He said, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. 
in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Part of the things I want to call your attention to this morning is that you begin to glory in this. You begin to look out for God when you go through this. When you go through, let's not be quick to say it is the devil. I, I, I think I said it to you people here before. That there was a time, maybe like, three, uh, maybe like five weeks ago or six, that the Lord was saying to me that you seem to have more, more um, trust or confidence in the ability of the devil to do you evil than for me to do you good. And it is the same story with quite a number of us. When something happens, more often than not, if the thing is not good, the first person you want to attribute it to is that your enemy is at work. What if it's your God that is at work? Because he told us from the beginning of this year, he said, when you go through tough times, and the Lord will not allow me to leave this thing alone. And that is why I will bring it before you again and again. When you go through tough times, don't be quick to say, if you are living in the house of God, if you know that God is your father, why is it that when things happen, the first person that you think are struck is the devil? Are you his neighbor? <laughs> it's true. Because if you are in the neighborhood of God, if they said it's the person you sleep with, if you get it, I'll give you something. <laughs> we can't even translate. Sleep, sleep stunts. <laughs> it's the person you sleep with on the bed that you can roll upon. If you sleep in different room, you can't say somebody has come to roll on you, right? But proximity, if you are close to God, when something happens to you, why are we not quick to say, God, do you have something that you want to do with this? There was a person that was blind, and they asked Jesus, who sinned, this man or his parents? Jesus said, you people, that is your problem. It must be something negative. It must be the devil. There are plenty of things that the devil has no hand in. That we are just saying it is the devil. The devil said, God knows I did not touch. That, for the last two weeks, I've not had your time. <laughs> I've not even had his time because I'm busy with some other people. Even though we know that demons are always around, so the devil does not need to be on everybody's case, Right? The cohorts of devil, the servants of devil, they are, of course, they are, they are working extra time. But the devil is not everywhere like God. Amen. So if God, if the devil is on somebody's case, he can't be on the rest of us cases. And it won't come to some people. Because he would rather go to some people that if I get this one, I know I'll get plenty of people. So if he comes to get me, for instance, you say, how many people will I get if I get this person? So let me send demons to her. Let me go. Devil will go other places. What I'm saying is, when you have things happening to you, from what the Lord has said to us this year, don't be quick to say your enemy has struck. Don't be quick to say that it must be the enemy that is at work. When Joseph was sent everywhere that he was sent to, eventually in Psalm 107, he was saying to us that it was God that sent him ahead. He said it was God that separated me from my brothers. That was what Joseph came to say eventually. He said, you meant it for evil, brothers. But God meant it for good. If you read through the scriptures, that is what eventually came to, to, to admit. So it's not everything. Even when the devil has meant it for evil, Romans 8.28 has good news for you. He said all things. Because Jesus has authority over everything. He says in heaven and on earth. Demons, or principalities, or powers, or any keda, Jesus is ahead of them. And the power that Jesus wields, that is available to Jesus, the power that Jesus uses, is for the benefit of the church of which you are a part of it. So God works on our, on our, He works on our case, He works on our life, He works on our behalf. So part of the things we said is that you must determine to see, be excited to see, pay attention to your weaknesses, glory in your persecutions, glory, you know, ask God, say God, in this, in this sickness, in this reproach, in this difficulty, what do you want to get out of these things? Can you help me? And at times it's as simple as just asking God. Next week, well, no, it's not, it won't be next week, but the time I have an opportunity again, I will take a look at some of, some of the things that we can do. And you know some of these things again. Just remind you. It's as simple at times as just asking the Lord to help you. I was doing a, was it a course or something, and I, I was becoming restless. I was becoming, you know, when you say somebody, you have a brain block. I wasn't understanding something, and I just said a simple word of prayer. Lord, help me to communicate this thing. You needed to have seen how Immediately with my viral, my pen was just flowing. And I'm like, God, 
Is this how you walk? I want to see more of this. At times we, we step into this thing, but we need to get you used to asking for the help of God constantly. I just said a simple prayer. I'm confused. I don't even know how to go forward. You know, I think I know this thing, but I don't even know how to write it down. I don't know how to communicate it. And I just said a simple word of prayer. Lord, help me to communicate this thing that I, I, I think I know. And then my pen was just flowing like the pen of a ready writer. That is how God answers us. That is how, how simple this thing is. Power is available to you for your asking. Power is available to you. I'm going to just lead us to pray a bit. But what this person says, you know, um, Acts 2, I'll just end up with this. Acts 2, uh, from verse 17. I want you to see the people that received the Holy Spirit. Verse 17 says, this was after the Pentecost came, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Peter stood up and he was saying in verse 17, it says, and he shall, this is the prophecy of Joel. He said, and it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons, your daughters will prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my main servants and on my maid, maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. Verse 19. See the results of, 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 of the spirit of God. The spirit of power coming upon his people. Verse 19. God says I will show what? I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth beneath. We all are made for signs. We are made for wonders. Amen. We are made for signs. We are made for wonders. If you look at the, at the uh, verse 22, if you go down. So from this verse 19, you can see that. Please give me verse 22. Okay. Um, okay. It says, people of Israel, listen. God pub publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders, signs through him. I'm going to end at this point for you this morning. The Lord Jesus said you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. We read the prophecy of Joel right now from verse 17 up to like 21. And part of what he said, verse 19 says specifically that when the Spirit of God has descended upon you, he said there will be, there will be wonders in the heavens, there will be signs here on earth. We see the life of Jesus too. He was he had the Holy Spirit upon him, right? The scripture says in Acts 10, 38, it says, How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power that he went about doing good and healing those that were oppressed because God was with him. The scriptures is telling us in this Acts 2.22 here, it says, God endorsed Jesus. How did he endorse him? Publicly, by doing wonderful miracles, wonders, and signs through his life is the same way God has intended to endorse you. It is the same way. God is not, what you received is not the junior Holy Spirit. We, we joke about it. The potency of the Holy Spirit that's inside you is the same Holy Spirit that was in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The scripture says the power that you have is the same power that raised Jesus up from the dead, that sat him at the right hand. The same power that gave him you know, control over the whole universe is running the government from, you know, the, 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 this place to that place. It says not only in this world, even in the world that is to come. And it says this power is for your benefits, for the benefits of the church. The same way God endorsed Jesus. You know how you endorse something. You put your mark on the thing and say, yes, this is mine. This is my product. The same way God endorsed Jesus, he has plans to endorse you. He's not going to lower his standard. One of the ways that they will know, and that's what Jesus said to us in Acts 1.8. He said, you will receive power. You will be my witness. It is still the same thing. The same thing we see in, in David today, in that Psalm 71. He said, I want to talk about your goodness. I want to talk about your power. It is the same thing. Signs, wonders. Miracles, signs, and wonders emanating from our lives. Amen. The way you live your life, God wants that you will allow him do is the same thing. I've said this to you. This is the third week and I will keep saying it. Because I believe the Lord, our light will break. It will dawn upon us. It will shine upon us. You will finally get it. That what this woman is screaming about, what is it gone? What is it exactly? What are we supposed to do with this message? 
The same way God endorsed Jesus with miracles, signs, and wonders. That is the same way he's saying he's going to endorse men, women that have been filled. Can we go back to that verse 19 of this same Acts 2? It says, Joel was prophesying. He said, the spirit of God will come. The Lord said, I will cause my spirits to be upon all men. And then the result of it, the result of their prophesying, the result of them having the Holy Spirit inside them, the result of power coming upon them is that wonders will be caused to be seen in heaven above. Signs will be seen here on earth. Through your life, through my life, God is waiting to harvest signs, to see signs, you know, go forth. This is one of the ways that the Lord's glory is get, you know, gets to be seen in his church. This is how the signs can be in your place of work. It can be in your creativity. It can be in the way you do your work. It is not until it is not limited to opening the eyes of the blind, and that is a very valid part of that sign the miracles and the wonders. Raising up the dead, opening blind eyes, blind ears, amen? People that do not have strength in their bodies, maybe they are sick, we lay hands upon them, they become old. That is part and parcel of us seeing these wonders, these signs, and these, um, what? Signs, wonders, and miracles. It is part of it, but it is not limited to healing alone. It is not limited to healing alone. It is seen as we display the strength of God, the power of God in our market, in the marketplaces, as we display it in the homes, as we display it in causing even salvation to come to people's lives, in causing deliverance. Persuasion was, those of us that were here for the vigil, you know, there was a text that he received a call. It was like a Macedonian call for help that I am bleeding right now. Like, um, the, the woman was like dying. She was pregnant and was almost sleeping out. You know, she started bleeding, and that is bad for someone that is pregnant. It is, you know, called call for emergency. But we raised up our voice and we prayed with one accord. The Lord heard us. And the Lord has sustained the life of the baby, right? I think he shared a testimony on the, the pastoral group. The baby is doing well, even though they have to take the baby, baby out of the womb, but she is in the incubator and the baby is doing well, the mother is doing well. But that is sign. That is a wonder that if we did not rise up and pray, that woman might have gone to meet God by now. Do you understand what I'm saying? So all of these things about healing, you know, you see darkness operating or raging in a place and you stop it. We say, no, we are not allowing this darkness to continue. We are not allowing this family to continue to go through this trouble. We are praying and bringing the power of God to bear. That is part of the signs. It is part of the wonders. Amen. Some of us can decide that maybe for a, 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 a family friend or a, a brother in church, a sister in church, we want to call upon the name of the Lord until we see the power of God on this your situation. Until something changes. They say power must change hands, right? Even though we know power has always been with God. Until power changes, until whatever, your life, the expression of your life begins to sing a new song. Isn't that noble? This is part of what the Lord expects of us. So this week, as you go into the week again, I want you to be intentional in saying, God, I want to tell stories. Like David said, he said, I want to tell of your power to generations that exist right now, generations that will come after me. And he's not looking at seeing few testimonies or seeing the power of God come through, the creative power, the financial power of God. It might be for physical strength. It might be health in the body. He said, I don't, I don't want to see one or two. Is it one or two I'll be sharing for 50 years or 70 years when the Lord keeps me here? It's not going to be those two. That I shared what the Lord did five years ago, what the Lord did two years ago. Is the Lord dead or is he alive right now? Is he doing anything in your life right now? Can we hear about the things he's doing right now? Can you tell stories of what God is doing right now? What is also using you to do in other people's lives? These are the things that the Lord is calling us to. This is how he endures Jesus. Jesus said, see, you might not even say God called me except for you see these signs. You see these miracles, you see these wonders, then you know that God is with me. It is the same way that they will know that God is with us. As we begin to insist and say, God, every aspect of my life, and it's not only in the big miracles, even in the very small things, in the little details, you want to take on that um, charge of Jesus Christ that we go into all the world, and it's not until you are preaching. You are saying every, I want to have testimonies this week to share of the fact that God is still alive. 
I'm giving myself the way people are, you know, people on different, you know, maybe businessmen, businessmen, they give themselves targets. They say, I want to hit something this week. I want to achieve this mark this week. Can you tell yourself also you want to achieve a mark? You want to harvest maybe three testimonies this week. Maybe one in your life, two in the life of your neighbors or friends and families. Amen. Can we, can we ask the Lord for that? Maybe you want to see creativity in a different way, the way you do your business and the way you do your job. You want to say, God, you said you, the, 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 that story that they said about the cob, the corn, how you, how, you, how you deck it and make it look fine. You have creative power. You have creative ability. Can you help me with my job? I mean, I looked at Sister Pressure. That is Pastor Shun. Patience. <laughs> This morning, I'm like, we have this thing. Amen. We have it. It's in us. We need to just lay hold and ask the Lord to help us. I want you to just bow your head this morning. Bow your head and ask the Lord, what are you asking the Lord for? What creative power do you want to see? If you need financial power, I want you to ask the Lord. You know, we want to tell better stories this week. We want to tell better stories. We want to see, you know, people that write films, they will say, you know, season two. We, they, they will just sit down and create another story. They just say, where, where, um, 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 what's it called? Um, Spider-Man, homecoming. We want to do another, uh, another episode. We want to do another season. Can you say that to the Lord, you know, concerning yourself? I want a new, I want, a, you know, this story to progress. I want this story to even break up from where it has always been. I don't like the narrative of this story. I want it to change. Maybe in the last three weeks, the story has just been somehow, and you don't like it. You want it to break. God has all the power. Let's go before the Lord this morning and ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. Be desperate like David. David says, see, don't cast me off. Oh. Don't say I am an old man now. Oh. Don't say old man, go and sit down in a place. So he said, God, I plan to continue to tell your stories. I, I want to continue to tell it because I want to be seeing it so that I can declare it. The scripture says in Psalm 103, it says, he fills my mouth with good things. Ask that the Lord will fill your mouth. That like the Lord Jesus said that you will be his witness. You will indeed be his witness to this week. You will witness of the fact that God is alive. He is alive. Just say a simple word of prayer. And say, God, I want to witness that you are alive. I want you to just do something new in my own life. There is something I've been asking you for for a long time. The, Sammy, the, 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 the Israelites said, they said, you know, we have hung our harp. We don't want to sing anymore. When they were carried on to Babylon, they said by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and there we wept till we remembered Zion. You don't need to do that. That is a bad attitude. You don't need to sit down, hang your harp. Harp is an instrument of music. They hung it and they said we just remembered Zion. We remember the days that God did something for us. Can you, you don't just stand up and rejoice. Stand up and say God, I want something. I want you to do something new. Let there be a break from this old. Let a new break forth in the name of Jesus. The scripture says if he cares for the, the, the corn that is in the field today and tomorrow is in my own pot in my house, do you think he doesn't care for you? He cares for you much more. If he will break the, the, the flowers that we see on the field and by the time you pass tomorrow, they have cut down the flower. But God still takes his time to make the flower look beautiful. Your life is much more valuable to God. Can you ask the Lord. Can you ask the Lord, the Lord, I want to tell a different story this week. I want a, a new beginning. I don't want to hang my harp anymore. I want to sing a new song. I want to continue the story of my life. I want it to be said, you know, that something happened this week and the story of, 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 of this person is continuing. Lord, continue my story this week, oh Lord, even with pleasant things. Even if unpleasant things happen, the Lord is capable of turning it around for you. I want you to just pray and say, God, whatever you do this week, I pray that you will help me to see your power. I want to see your power. Psalm 63 says, I long to see your power in the tabernacle. I long to see your power in the sanctuary. I want to see your power. I want you to just talk to the Lord. We've been talking about power. Next week, you know, we're going to see something new or hear something new about the power of God or maybe something else. But I want you to just ask that the Lord will help you to see his power this week. I want to see, Lord. I want to see. I want to see. I want my narrative. I want something juicy to be added as we go 
going to this week. I want you to do something. I'll be able to tell my neighbor, tell my friend. I'll be able to write it maybe in a WhatsApp chat to somebody and just testify. I'm promising you, Lord, I will testify. Even like David said, he said, I'm going to testify. I'm going to witness. I'm going to stand up and say that God is alive because he still did this one in my life this week. He did it yesterday in the name of Jesus. Our Father and our God will thank you. We bless your name for this um, understanding that you are happening on, that you are eating on, that you are insisting that all power belongs to you and that this power is in us and this power is for us. Lord, we pray that this week, oh God, you will help each and every one of us to experience your power in very tangible ways in the name of Jesus, in very significant ways. As people have asked you, Lord, as they have, as they have you know, individually spoken to you, Lord, we, we declare that there will be testimonies. There will be testimonies, oh God, of your goodness, of your power. There will be display of your power in our lives this week in the name of Jesus. Lord, we desire it because we know that what we don't look for, we might not find it. But Lord, we are desiring it. You have brought our hearts to a place where, yes, we are saying, God, let us see your power. Let us see your power, oh God. Let us see this power that raised Jesus up from the dead. Let us see it manifest. Let us see it displayed in our own lives this week in the name of Jesus. Lord, and there will be testimonies. We will come and we will share testimonies. Even before we come next week, we will share among ourselves. The scripture says the people that dwell in Zion will say to themselves of the goodness of the Lord. Help us to share of this goodness among ourselves to encourage one another, to spur other people, to go on, ask you and expect to see in the name of Jesus. Father, we also pray that your power of God continually rest upon Nigeria. We ask that your power will be worked out through the, this new dispensation, this new regime in the name of Jesus. We declare that Nigeria is blessed. Let your power rest upon this land, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father, for we've prayed in the name of Jesus. Amen. This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.